This week on Jerk Radio is a shotgun podcast. Due to last night's failure at a real episode, the jerks cop out and throw something together at the last minute to hold some semblance of a schedule. We leave the game for a bit and talk about what we do outside of City of Heroes. I mean, come on, this game doesn't take up our entire lives like some people. Pardon our dust, we're redecorating. This is Jerk Radio. Never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down. Hi everybody, welcome to Jerk Radio. I'm your host, Adam Nelson, alongside Circle of Jerks historian Aniko Hakubi. Hi, Hack. Say it, this is where you say hi. I don't think... You you somehow managed to pronounce my name differently every time you say that. That that amazes me. Well, I wasn't going to say anything, but uh, he's right there. How the hell do you say it anyway? Uh, Actually, it's it's pronounced... uh, See, oh, I'm trying to think of the original pronunciation. I mean, it's actually, you know, it's spelled, it's spelled on Oniko Akubi, but it's actually pronounced uh, David, David. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you probably I want to edit it. that part out, too. Yeah. <laughs> no. Could you edit that part out? Yeah, it's, no. uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I'll make a judgment call when the time comes. Yeah, uh... <laughs> Please do, please do. I have a feeling it's going to be in here anyway because you like, because of, you know. We asked to edit stuff and he leaves it in anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it's. Uh, Dr. Rob Sisko, techno guru. Something like that, which basically means that I'm the only one here that knows how to use Goldwave and uh, Pamela to record for Skype. That that makes me their Uh, god. Yes, all hit, all glory to the doctor. I expect three uh, at the end of this week. <laughs> Professor Robert Knight. Greetings from the land beyond. Why, hello there. And, okay, uh, and uh, Sean McCormick, I can't think of anything funny to say about him. That will change. Very rapidly. And, uh, and holy crap, uh, yeah, I was about surprise, to say, uh, Dogstar is actually surprise played. join, Hi, uh, by, uh, you're, you're live, man, what's going on? Captain Tony Strickland. Hi, you're on Turk Radio. It's the first time we've actually called someone in while we're recording. And it worked. Wow. Amazing. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. This week we were gonna do a uh, we were going to do the uh, if we were the devs episode, but uh, yeah, we wanted a, we wanted Trace here for that, and he couldn't be here this afternoon, so we just decided to throw something together at the last minute. Basically, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna talk about what we do when we're not playing City of Heroes. It's totally my fault. Yes, you can all blame the doctor about that. Yes, and then you can all blame uh, Adam. Any messages was that then you can all blame Adam for calling me 17 times yesterday. I just had to say that for the record there. 17 times. That's, Indeed. that's way over the stalker limit right there. Anyways, so yeah, on with the show. On with the show. Mm. So basically, this 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 isn't going to be our usual marathon of two hours of talking about how people on the forums are stupid. God, I hope not. (laughs) That's a great. Any idea how long? Any idea? I insist. You go first. 
I will start this Don't up start again. Don't start this again. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was going to say, you have any idea how long it took me to edit that last podcast? Two hours. Well, no, the, the podcast. Well, how two funny hours. because that's how long it came out at. <laughs> no, I mean the podcast. That's was what two we hours. pay you for, Acer. I, I mean, uh, Doctor Rob Cisco. Yes. Esteemed doctor of uh, nothingology. Anyways, no, it took me uh, pretty much the entire week to end up to, to finally finish editing the podcast. Due in no small part to the fact that I uh, ended up getting an impacted wisdom tooth at one point. But everything's good now, and I finished it. And somebody's just got to post it. Yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll get that up online and uh, inform the. Uh, community at large about it mm-hmm. see, I'm in not, due time. See, I'm not sidestepping, because editing the podcast is something I do when I'm not playing City of Heroes. But you're not playing City of Heroes at all. So. That's true, which means that just about anything is fair game for uh, when I'm not what I do when I'm not playing City of Heroes. Hmm. But anyways... Okay, someone's got some music playing in the background. Yes, that's... Yeah, hold on, sorry about that. But anyways, does anyone want to take the floor here and, uh... speak about their, uh, pastimes? Or rather, does anyone have any pastimes that they can speak about in mixed company? Choose wisely. Uh... Yeah, whatever you just said. Anyway, you're fair. You're a little quiet, Tony. I think you said he plays a lot of Team Fortress too. Ah, well, that makes sense. Yes, that's what I said. Oh, I you're am not playing City of Heroes. I'll play Team Fortress too. Hmm. Well, that's always fun, or. So I've heard, and I actually didn't end up getting the orange box. I um, originally just wanted to get Portal, but then I finished Portal, and I decided I wanted to play the Half-Life 2 episodes, and then I bought the Half-Life 2 episodes, and then I realized that I probably would have been better off if I just bought the orange box in the first place. Just <laughs> buying the orange box? Yeah, because now if I buy Team Fortress 2, then I'll have gone maybe 20 bucks over the cost of the uh, orange box. So I'm just not going to buy it. I suppose I'll justify that with the fact that I don't really like multiplayer games. Brilliant. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I'm agreeing. Yeah, for some reason I really I don't really like uh don't really like multiplayer games if only for the repetitiveness. I'll, I'll admit the Team Fortress 2 does look pretty fun if only for the uh the art style and whatnot and the fact that um well it is a really pretty art style but uh yeah aside from that though I can imagine it uh, might get a little boring after a few rounds. Wow, we're quiet tonight. What's with that? Yeah, I don't know, man. I guess it's just, you know, the whole kind of... I guess it's just the whole thing of, uh... Oh, hey, by the way, let's do an episode, like, you know... It could be because we don't have our... Like I said, uh, shotgun, so... It could be because we don't have our uh, usual uh, little notepad file full of uh, things to possibly talk about. Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. 
Yeah, that might be why there's no yeah, direction in this cool. podcast. Yeah, but I'm surprised nobody's... You know. So, let me just... So let me just uh let me just kind of start something going here. Uh, recently, I uh, I uh, picked up uh, I picked uh, Rogue Galaxy for the PS2 backup, and uh, and oh my god, I don't remember what the hell I was doing, which is a real bad thing in an RPG like that. Ah yes. <laughs> I always I've had similar situations like that where I picked up a, a role playing game or any game really with more complex controls than point-and-shoot, or I haven't played it for a year or two. Man, I get that kind of confusion when I go back to any game that I haven't played in a while. The thing that's, the thing that's been hampering my, uh, my attempt to replay Bioshock lately is the fact that whenever I load up the save game, I can never remember what the hell I was doing or where I am. I mean, um, it's an interesting yeah, game. I haven't but had that. It's an interesting game, but it, it, it doesn't really hold up very well to a replay, at least not so far. Because first off, whenever I whenever I load up the save, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing or where I am. And second off, when I actually figure out what I where I'm, what I'm supposed to be doing and where I'm supposed to be going, I realize that I've already done this before and I don't have the patience to do it again. Uh, the last time I played it, I think I gave up in the little tunnels underneath uh, underneath the docks. I mean, it was it was creepy the first time I played it, but now that I'm going through, it's just kind of annoying because you notice that the splices all have the same five or six ambient lines that they recall, and uh, yeah. And I mean, I've got the uh, well, the, the counterpoint to that. Yes. Uh, I was I was gonna say counterpoint to that. Yes, the splicers lines are annoying, but I've played through the game three. Excessive times now, and I'm still not bored with it. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it's well, not even so much. Everybody has a different cup of tea, so. Well, that's true. It's not even so much that they. It's not even so much that they have the same ambient lines because um, I noticed something interesting during my playthrough, during my uh, second playthrough. When you um, when you get the camera and you're supposed to take a picture of the first splicer in the other room over there, they actually do have some very complicated, uh, very complicated AI routines. The guy goes back and forth even in one room between different uh, items of interest and will you know pick through piles of rubble or whatever and whatnot. He has um, lines he says when doors are blocked off. We, when he can see you through glass and can't get to you, that sort of thing. So they're very complicated. It's just that, you know, now that I, uh, you know, now that I picked up the shotgun and I know that it's pretty much the uh, the hammer of God in the game, then you know I'm not really afraid of anything at this point. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. God, I love the shotgun. It's a great gun. Yeah, shotgun is consistently my favorite weapon. I mm. I always upgrade it first. I love it. Yeah, I got the I got it was the first thing I upgraded during my first playthrough and I stuck with it through the entire game. The only problem was finding enough buckshot to actually use it, but thanks to the fact that uh, you never really run out of money, I could just buy tons of it. And it was great. I named mine the uh the Oedipus. Yeah, that's kind of what is it with the shotguns? Yeah, I named my I named my shotgun the uh the yeah, What is it with shotguns? I named my shotgun Oedipus Complex because when I take it out, everyone wants their mommy. Thank you. Now that I've made my stupid Uh, joke, uh, you may speak. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what? I was like, the question here, what the hell is with developers and shotguns these days pretty much being able to, you know, kill everything? That's because shotguns generally are able to. I mean, I mean, the thing is... 
And I'm looking at Doom 3, and the thing about Doom 3 is that there's enough shotgun ammo through the entire course of the game that you can actually just be... That once you get the shotgun, you can pretty much just use it for everything. Well, the thing about the shotgun in Doom 3 was I that... I mean, uh, everything. Mostly because... I mean, resume. Recording now. Yeah. Where did everything cut off? Uh, just about when you were talking about uh, shotguns. That doesn't really narrow it down. <laughs> All right, then we'll forget shotguns. It was like a yeah. Doom 3 shotguns. Yeah, Doom 3, there you yeah I was explaining why. Oh, yeah, somebody mentioned uh, the shotgun in Doom 3 could kill anything, and I said that it was kind of a wibbly weapon. The The best one in the entire Doom 3 thing would be in the expansion, which would be the double-barreled shotgun, which could kill... Uh, oh, yeah, naturally. Yeah. Which is twice a shotgun. Yeah, it, it's, well, it's more than it's twice the shotgun. shotgun. Yeah, it's... Yeah, that's how it was in Doom 2. Yeah, it, it was uh, basically... fired seven pellets for... Yeah. Yeah, it was basically death wand. You point at someone, pull the trigger, that's it. Yep, and it and stays... I mean, and that was, you know... Yeah, and it retains that even in, uh, you know, the watered-down combat of uh, Doom 3, where you're generally only facing one or two things at the same time. Pro tip, shoot the cyber demon in the face to kill it. No, no, no. What you want to do is you want to go. What you don't want to do is you want to sneak up behind the cyber demon and then punch it directly in the ass. That works. Well, don't if you did, you get sucked into hell. Well, you know, then it turns around and blows you up with oh. missiles. But still, then you'll have an interesting story to tell. Yeah, that oh, that reminds me of. Well, then share. Yes, by all means, tell us whatever you were talking about. Not like we're hurting for time. I actually was about to say, when talking about Doom and punching cyber demons in the ass, I was about to just bring up Imsei. <laughs> oh? No, seriously, go to the browser and punch in www.imp.e.cx. What? Is someone actually doing um, that? I hear keys. Someone, it's a trap. Yeah, someone's actually doing that. Just do that, and it's 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 an epic bit of, bit of writing, really. And the the animation at the top of the screen when it first uh, brings up the page is uh, well legendary. Only mm-hmm. on the internet, folks. Only on the internet. But like uh-huh. I said, uh, it's uh, it's you know HTTP www.impse dot cx oh, we're on the topic of doom punching cyber in the butt we immediately say to this you will now get reactions from the floor oh that's old and there you have it the reactions from the floor I'm underwhelmed you're bombing yeah yeah <laughs> sorry hack you, yeah, you really need, you, you probably should read it sometime. I mean, it, it's. I'll do it after the podcast. Yeah, yeah you do that. But, uh. Well, not, you know, day and age where everyone's all jaded and it's like, oh, it's just another man starts speaking out his anus. But, you know. It's, 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 it's about the spirit of the thing, really. Of course, we're talking about something without actually saying what it is, but, you know. Oh, so so you'll uh, so you'll spoil the uh, the the what you call it chick from the uh, ball episode, but you'll but you won't spoil this. 
Wait, what are we talking about? Well, I think there. Well, the thing about that one, was I don't that know. No one was actually looking at it. I mean, it's not like you know, pointed to something that easily. Plus, it was something that you know the public needed to know. But this is one of those things where the public doesn't need to know. And it's a lot funnier if you can trick the public into thinking that they do need to know what it is, even though I just said it's going to trick, but trick them and just kind of ruin the trick. But regardless, it's one of those things that needs to be seen to be believed. I'm confused. But anyways, everybody's confused. Mm. Yes. So uh, let's see. We talked about uh, tonight. Shotguns, punching cyber demons in the ass. Uh, what else can we talk about? Well, what else do we do when we're not playing uh, silly online superhero games? Playing other silly video games. Yeah, yes. no, that's true. Yes, that mm. pretty much sums it up. Mm. So, uh, Professor Rob, what do you what do you play? What are you playing around this time besides City Heroes? Well, it's a toss up, really. A lot of times I'm still dicking around on a this guy too, and slowly building up stuff on that. <laughs> You do you have a number of me. quad nines, though. <laughs> of the Uber type. Quad nine. I still, that, that's still just, I can't wrap my head around that. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, it's a reference to the Nipponichi bunch of games, Piles of Games, Disgaea, Phantom Brave, Makai Kingdom, all that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Basically, I never it's, was one for it's, uh, JRPGs. Yeah, you know how most RPGs have uh, cap, level cap at level 99? Well, the Nippon Ichi takes that and adds two digits onto it, so... Basically breaks <laughs> okay. it. Okay. The level cap of that is at level 9,999. So it's over 9,000, then. Who has that much time? Yes, it is over It's 9, over 9,000! I'm sorry, I just had to say it. Yeah, Nipponichi is not happy. Nipponichi is not happy unless your stats look like phone numbers. <laughs> actually, <laughs> it actually looks more like a 1-800 numbers. I was about to say. There you go. I was about to say phone numbers with area. Because right now my stats look like phone numbers, and I'm not even maxed out yet. Brutal. Hmm. So I'm still trying to snag like a. Gold weapons here and there of the mm. highest tier, but that takes time. Number like two hours, uh, two hundred hours in it. Yeah, that, that, that's generally why I could never get into JRPGs. The uh, time investment and the fact that they generally don't make any sense. Oh, for crying out loud! I have about two, almost two hundred hours in Final Fantasy X. Oh, Jesus Christ, man! Bad. Well, he showed Ow. me his file and. Uh, and oh my God, he can he's he would run to the uh, to the battle to the uh, battle arena where you can where they that guy breeds monsters. Yeah, that he breeds monsters, and you know he, these monsters are just like and he's hacking these things for ninety nine for five nine that for ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, and you know he's got like three of the three of his characters that can hack that are hacking for that much, and you know the monsters aren't dropping, but he's still beating them with some ease. 
Uh-huh. Some E. Well, in other words, I usually tend to break RPGs really bad, really quick. Mm. I don't know. My only real, uh, the only, uh, the only thing I've ever really, uh, enjoyed in the terms of, uh, RPGs would be, I would have to say, you know what love is? Love is scoring a critical hit with a sledgehammer in the groin and sending your combatant flying across the room and sliding 20 feet into the next one. Ladies and gentlemen, Fallout yeah, lets you we're, do that. we're on the same page. Ah, yeah. Yeah, Fallout. Fallout is great. Any game that lets you hit people in the groin with a sledgehammer and send them flying is great. Also, Slippy strikes again. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, the, um, yeah the, uh, essentially what happened is uh, uh, Rob and I would play Star Fox Assault for a lot, mm-hmm. and... The, this bastard would use Slippy incessantly. I mean, it, it it was aggravating because Slippy has the highest health bar in that game in uh, the multiplayer mode, and you can't kill him. Yeah, you can. It's just it, you have to be careful. You have to be yeah. careful about it. How does it make and any sense that Slippy has the highest life bar in the game? Wasn't well, he the one who's always getting kidnapped? Didn't you see how much shit he's yeah. into? Well, he does take a lot of punishment. I mean, you know, all throughout the regular Star Fo- part of the uh, Star Fox games, you know how many times Slippy's getting in trouble and getting shot at and exploded yeah, he's almost? The one getting, and, yeah, he's always the one getting uh, captured or blown up. Every or whatever. Which explains his But he's the mechanic! You know, mechanic? Really? I didn't Never. even know that. Well, as far as piloting goes, except for the tank, he pretty much sucks, but... Oh, yeah, Slippy is is amazing in a tank, and you keep Slippy away from the tank in Star Fox Assault, always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get a whole tank, it's done. Yeah. And Although I did like the rockets, the ones that you can control. Oh, yeah, the, the Nikita missile launcher or whatever they call it in that game. It was a lot of fun, especially trying to hunt down people. And blow them up, and figure out where the hell you are. Then you just make a mad dash to another spot and do it again. Yeah, that was always irritating. <laughs> but speaking of landmasters, every character in Smash Brothers has a landmaster for a final smash now. Apparently, oh. I'm just kidding. You know, let, let's just cut the whole Smash Brothers thing. It, all the jokes have been done to death. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not even really all that interested in the next Smash Brothers game, and yet I know pretty much everything there is to know about it because of everyone talking about it incessantly. Yeah. Mm. Not that big a deal. Mm. Although the, some of the music in it is, is just fucking beautiful, I yeah, have to say. Yeah, this series has some very good music. Yeah, it is. Yeah... Uh, just last night, somebody was uh, somebody on the internet was ripping it and posting it online, and uh, a bunch of people in the uh, in the uh, parent channel of Urban Vigilante, I guess you could call it, uh, Final Fight, was uh, 
uh, where everybody was snagging that, and oh my god, the tracks are just are just amazing. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I heard. I'm in the process of downloading most of them. I've just been having some issues. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm looking through the through my directory for it now. Uh, uh, the uh, the drugstore theme from uh, Earthbound called Humoresque of a Little Dog. It's it it it's just great. Well, Earthbound had some good music too. Earthbound had a lot of great music. Oh yeah, Earthbound. That's, Earthbound the, only, that that's the only JRPG I could possibly stand. And I was terrible at it anyway. It was Dragon Quest only awesome. Yeah, see, it worked because it was weird. And, it didn't you know, take it, uh, itself seriously in the least. Yeah, right. and it didn't exactly hurt that it wasn't uh, another generic quasi-medieval fantasy thing where you command a uh, a 12-year-old androgynous protagonist in a ragtag band of uh, wacky either ethnic or scene stereotypes or something like that. Well, you just sort of half ex- uh, described Earthbound in itself, but that's the beauty of it is that, you know, despite the fact that it seems kind of generic, it's still great. Earthbound isn't generic. Earthbound isn't generic because the genre is so saturated with, um, you know, the standard Final Fantasy type of JRPG. That's something yeah. like Earthbound with a completely contemporary setting and whatnot and aliens and shit like that actually stands out. Whereas if it was something with, um, you know, people with swords hitting dragons, then, you know, it wouldn't exactly be a very, very special game because there are five million other games with 12-year-olds no. hitting dragons with swords. There's really no way to refute that. But what about that. Chrono Trigger? That went all over the place. Chrono Trigger... Couldn't get into that. I... Uh, uh, that was don't about get, Don't point. get me wrong. That was, that was about the point at which I decided I didn't, I didn't want to get into JRPGs because I didn't have the patience to put up with how... Uh, See, I don't know, maybe I'm just asking too much, but I like my games to make some semblance of sense. It does. Earthbound didn't make any sense, but it was internally consistent. It's always been... It's... That's the way it's always been in anime. Go back and watch any anime. You don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, and that's why I don't like it. I second that. You don't get to just not have a coherent narrative. I was going to say, Earthbound didn't make any sense, but it was internally consistent. Maybe it's a Japanese thing. But yes, you don't... Maybe it's just localization. It can't just be localization. It can't be. There's just no way that this could possibly all be attributed to uh, cultural differences. Well, other than the pedophilia. It's not just localization. (laughs) It's not just localization. Yeah, the only thing that could possibly be explained by cultural differences would be the pedophilia, the rope fetishes, and the ubiquitous bathhouse episode. That's it. Well, and I guess, you know, (laughs) the harem animes or whatever, where it's always the one nerdy guy and 500 women all falling all over the guy, which is all written by, you know, nerdy people. 
I will defend Gateless Wonders. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think you're stepping on Tony there for a second. I will have. Yeah, I will have a run. Really defend the um, Sukun series. Oh God, Suikoden! I love it. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Suikoden. It's uh, yeah. I mean, you know, from the McDole thing, you would you would think, uh, you know, holy shit. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love... Oh, no, no, he's not just a name. What? I didn't get any of that. I've never I didn't either. I've never understood... Uh, Suikoden? Suikoden? Yeah, that's about right. What is the deal well, with I mean, the game, anyway? Everyone's always saying how awesome it is. Well, and, yet, and yet I'm always seeing to, screenshots of uh, duck people and whatnot. That doesn't make any sense. Duck people uh, came in in the third in the duck third part. Duck people have the potential but, uh, to be awesome, but um, I don't know. Sergeant Joe is awesome. Well, yeah, but what's the deal with the game? But, so what, what exactly is the the main premise of the game? What what is it? What's with the gameplay and whatnot? Well, it the the fact it, it's a of Zelda. Hmm? Well, the idea is it's it's just a, a standard you know turn-based RPG, but it's it's uh-huh. just the uh, the setting has just got so much so much detail to it, and each each of the, each uh, iteration of the series has some sort of link to the others, and it's a lot more than say like you know just a simple. Like Final Fantasy X to oh hey this all this crap happens in the same world but. But uh, it's just it's all the little stuff that you notice that links links the world. Uh, for example, Suikoden Four uh, has one of its uh, one of the characters that joins your party is uh, a central character from Suikoden One, uh-huh. despite the fact both uh, both uh, games taking place 150 years apart chronologically. Hmm. Well, that sounds vaguely interesting. But is that the fourth game is? The way that the timeline goes is, I think, four, five, one, two, three. Yeah, four and five are sort of like prequels to the uh, to one, two, and three. Mm. Where does tactics fall? Um, somewhere between two and three, I think. Mm. I don't really know. Uh, I actually I always heard the tactics sucked, so I, I I read the storyline for it. Actually, I think it is for two involves uh, Sierra from two. Oh, she was cool. Sierra, the uh, vampire chick. Sierra was insanely difficult to fight and hideously overpowered. Oh, you're fighting against her in that game. Yeah, you end up fighting against her at one point. In two? Two. No. Yeah, you end up fighting against her at one point, too. And then she joins your party. I don't remember that. I'll have to go back and play so you can do it sometime. Mm-hmm. What was that in Circuit and Tactics? I don't remember. I played Circuit and Tactics. Why don't you write your love letter to the game company some other time? No. Okay, fine. Now and for the broadcast. No, I was going to say, 
Well, I was going to ask, what's the deal with tactics games anyway? What, what, what makes them special? I always see tactics games coming out, and I don't, I don't get the difference. It's still the usual turn-based you know, party thing, right? Which, for the moment, yeah, I'm going to ignore the fact that I don't uh, like turn-based party things, but yes. Tactics games are more like war games and less like RPG, RPG. standard. Uh-huh. Interesting. Basically yeah. strategy games, if you will. I was always yeah, I guess, I guess games. I guess the best way to descri- to describe it is is turn-based strategy games. Sort of like yeah. it's sort of like a chess type thing, where I guess Final Fantasy Tactics would be the uh, thing because you have each of your units, each with the, their own unique abilities. You move them across the map and uh, you have them use their unique exactly. ability. Yeah, it, it's like an it, it's like a standard you know. Your your guys stand on the right side of the screen. The enemies are standing on the left. The your guys in the ju- jump forward, swing it, blank air, and you know numbers pop up on the enemy. You know that's uh-huh. it, it fascinating. Just, it's it just seems like there's it's more it's more based pseudo in reality. I mean, you know, normally you don't wait for the other guy to walk up and hit you. You know, mm. but that's just for balance for reasons. I never did have the patience for turn-based strategy. Okay, well, I don't think I've ever actually—I don't think I've ever actually beaten away uh, from the original XCOM and whatnot. So, yeah, to get away from you know role-playing games and stuff like that. Um, yeah, what else do we play online? I mean, does anybody else play any other MMOs? Uh, I, no, I kind of no, played. This is my I, only one. Well, I did end up pre-ordering Pirates of the Burning Sea, but Best Buy ended up back-ordering that, so I don't actually have the full game at, the point, at this point. Although, by this by by now, I've been living without it for about a week, and I don't really think I'd care when I actually do get it. It was a good game. It was a good game. It's just that I have other things to do with my time. Although, to be honest, that's due in large yeah, part to the fact that... Uh, crosstalk. I'm on the, yeah, I'm on the other end of the spectrum myself. I. Well, hang on. If you'll, if you'll wait a second, let me. Uh, accounts, right? Well, if you'll wait a second, I was going to say it was doing lo- no. It was doing no small part to the fact that maybe five or six other people pre-ordered and then never actually played the game. So I ended up just signing up on. Uh, I ended up signing up on the smallest server in the entire game purely because someone said, well, we should all go there. Let's all join up there. Okay, I'll go in first. Where's everyone else? Oh, you're not playing. Gee, thanks, pricks. And then Dr. Rob Sisko made a, a, a scrapper on Guardian. Yeah, it was Guardian all over again. <laughs> See, we tied it to City of Heroes somehow. But anyways, before I so rudely interrupted Mr. Strickland, you may continue. What I was saying is that I'm on the far end of the spectrum from you guys. I have several different MMO accounts. I've played several different free MMOs. I play. Um, I basically had a hobby for a little while of downloading every free MMO that I could get my hands on and trying them out. And this is actually how I introduced you guys to Drift City. No oh, God! Don't oh yeah, Drift me. City. I never played. Do not remind me. <laughs> no, there, I actually no enjoyed discussion. that, but then 
There will be no discussion of Drift City hey. on this podcast. <laughs> yes, there will. Trace no, and I there actually won't. like driving games. Did they ever watch the third city? Or the fourth city or whatever it was? I don't know. I stopped playing because everybody else stopped playing. Okay, so we were discussing... Whatever. Rather, we were discussing how we weren't going to be discussing Drift City. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about fighting games? Not very much into them. Although, uh, I, did used to, uh, I did used to kick ass at uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Although I didn't actually know what any of the buttons did, I just uh, pressed a lot of buttons and I would play. <laughs> I would play as all servbot, and I could basically win against pretty much anyone just by blowing off the controller. An awful lot. <laughs> yeah, servbots. Basically, play Tekken. Servbots are great. Yeah. Soul Calibur. <laughs> oh, Soul Calibur! Yes, God, I love Soul Calibur. Yes, Soul Calibur. Oh, it's kind of a misnomer. I mean, I, I should I should be saying, God, I love Voldo. Every single button when you're playing Voldo is mapped to ruin the other player's shit. <laughs> uh, I have fun with uh, Siegfried, honestly. Yeah. I don't get fighting games. Now, which Soul Calibur are you talking about? Three. I like three because... Um, I like... Adam, did you just drop again? Me? No, I didn't just okay, drop. Everything went silent for a second. Anyway, I don't know. I like Soul Calibur 3. Anything you guys are saying. What? I. Huh? Huh? What? Huh? Uh, who's on first? What? I... Who's on second? <laughs> no, what's on third? Whatever, anyway. Okay. Yeah, I liked the third one because of the character creation thing, but it struck me it struck me as a little arbitrary how the different clothing items would make your character good or evil, depending. It was fortuitous that when uh, my friends and I made Jesus in the uh, Soul Calibur 3 character generator, he turned out good. But it was uh, a little weird when we made Hitler in the generator, and he turned out good. <laughs> so yeah, so he would say things like, now is your last chance to mend your ways, which is weird. Weird, coming from Hitler. That is weird. And Abe Lincoln turned out evil. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, it does seem pretty arbitrary, but uh, yeah. I think... Uh, I hardly caught any of that. I think Professor uh, Knight has a, a story about the Soul Calibur Three character generator he'd like to share. Oh? Oh, please do. Oh, God. It's been a while since I've had that. so much fun. Uh, let's see here. I don't even remember what all I got on there. Battle Pope. Oh my god, What you made a Battle Pope oh, too? No, probably... Hmm? You made a Battle Pope too, huh? Oh yes, the Battle Pope. The Battle Pope was the last thing I remember making uh, on there. Probably what made him so scary is the fact that we gave him a... Uh, oh, what's her name? Shanghua. The one... Huh? Yes, her. That so we managed to give her him her moves. And her, pretty much everything that had to do with her in general. 
including her winning poses. And he had the voice of an old man. <laughs> so yeah, you have the creepy old man dancing around with like a like a with a, a Chinese fighting style sword with a sword and yeah. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> I, I think I it was the result of not having it. Okay, I gotta tell you guys about the uh, the battle pope my friends and I made though, because I thought you guys I thought you were I thought you were talking about like a serious scary battle pope, but we ended up uh, doing pretty much the exact same sort of silly thing because um, in order to unlock a lot of the character in order to unlock a lot of the costume options, you have to either spend a lot of time playing the strategy game, which sucks, or you have to spend a lot of time playing uh, yes. playing multiplayer battles, which it's fun, but it can get boring when you have to win, like, 200 battles to unlock a certain pair of pants. So what we did was, what we did was we, uh, we made some randomly generated characters, and then we would set up matches where we would just, you know, blitz through the match instantly, and everyone would just, ran, just, would just ring out immediately or whatever, and we would go through them over and over and over and over and over until we would unlock a particular pair of pants or shirt or something like that that we were trying to unlock. So, um, one of our randomly generated characters was what we dubbed affectionately the Battle Pope. However, he wasn't so much a Battle Pope, he was, he was a Pope, because he had a Pope hat. But, um, the thing was, he had the Pope hat, and he had the Pope shirt, but he didn't have any Pope pants. And, uh, he used the, uh, he used the dancer style, and he fought with tambourines. Oh, <laughs> pants for the week. He had the fancy shoes and everything too, just no pants. <laughs> oh God, that's scary. <laughs> and anyone who's played the uh, uh, one of the anything that uses the tambourines or whatever, the the the, the poses and the fighting style are just. Uh, it's pretty funny. It was great. It's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it was great. All right. Well, unfortunately, I have to. I have to go to. Uh, I have to. I have a. Since I'm in the navy, I have to do a, a watch, which means I have to. Sit, which means I have to sit next to a phone for eight hours. Yeah, so I think we're gonna have to wrap this up here. Fair enough. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's a blast. Lives are at stake. Yeah. Nice. Sure. Mm. But anyway, I guess we're gonna wrap this uh, wrap this travesty up. Yeah, this, I'll, I'll this, see if I can edit it into something palatable. Yeah, the, the, this, uh, yeah. The, I apologize to anybody who listens to this. I, I hope next week will we'll, next week should kick your ass though. Hopefully, we haven't offended your delicate sensibilities. Yeah, yes. well, at least we managed. At least we managed to keep schedule. And we had something of a coherent show after the uh, first 20 minutes of awkward silences and Adam saying, um. Mm. Don't knock my um. Well, um, okay. Anyways, yeah, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Alright. Alright. For, uh, Oniko Hackenby, Professor Robert Knight, Dr. Rob Sisko, Sean McCormick, and Tony Strickland, I'm Adam Nelson. Uh, see you next week, and you got Rickrolled this week. Ha ha ha. Bye.